Hello and welcome to Mikey Pod. This is episode 174. It sounded like I said Mikey Pa. Mikey Pod. I've got a great guest for you today, Jeremy Bass. He's a musician, songwriter, poet, band leader. He uh, works, we work together on The Secret City, which I think you've heard me mention before. Uh, but before we do, I have a couple of pieces of news from my world. I have a couple of things coming up. The first is a single release. It's the first single from my album, Tentative Armor. The song is called Invocation, and it's going to be out on August 23rd? <laughs> that date's not right. You can look at michaelherron.com. It's either the 23rd or the 26th, and I don't feel like looking that up. Uh, but uh, it'll be out uh, digitally in all the available places. And then soon after that, October 14th, that date I do know, uh, October 14th is the release date of my album, Tentative Armor. It's all music from my solo show, uh, some spoken word things. Um <laughs> I'm still not sure everything that's going to be on it. I'm pretty clear. Uh, so I'll be doing a release show that night at Dixon Place. It'll be more of a concert than the whole like piece like I've been doing. Uh, so yeah, please look at these things, share them, et cetera, et cetera. Anyway, those are my updates. Uh, some other dates coming up, you can look at my website, michaelherron.com. And let's go right into the reason we're doing this podcast today, Mr. Jeremy Bass. We're going to start out with a song of his from his album, uh, his newest album called Tenant. And this song is called River River. After that, we'll have a little interview. River, river. Why did you hide me from my lover? Restless river. She followed you out to sea Mountain, mountain Where is the echo of my
So that was River River by Jeremy Bass. And joining me now on the phone is composer, band leader, poet, uh, et cetera, Jeremy Bass. Welcome to the show. <laughs> Thanks for having me. Uh, sure. Uh, so I know Jeremy through The Secret City, which I've been playing the piano for, and he's the uh, music director. So that's how we met. And now I know about his music and his poetry, which honestly, when I first saw something you posted on Facebook, um, that you had written poetry. I didn't know you were a poet. I was like, oh, this would be cute or whatever. And then I read it. I was like, oh, he's like a poet. <laughs> <laughs> so w- which came first, doing music or poetry, or is it something that you did together? Music was first, absolutely. My parents took me to this um, kind of music playtime for kids when I was three years old, and I remember being fascinated by this Casio keyboard um, which would all these hilarious little arpeggios when you would press a single key. Um, and so it's, I actually started as a classical pianist when I was five years old. Oh, I didn't um, know that. Yeah. Um, I wish I'd kept it up. But um, and then I started guitar when I was 10, and that just completely absorbed all my attention. Um, but around the same time, I think I started uh, writing really, really hilariously bad poems. Um <laughs> And so, from the age of 10 or so, they were both equal obsessions. But I think music has always been more urgent right? Uh, for me. Yeah, so the song we just listened to, River River, is from your forthcoming album, which I don't have a release date for. When is that coming out? Um, that's going to come out in August. I haven't figured out the exact date yet. Yeah. But, um, the, the album is all finished and it's in production right now. As soon as I get the decals from um, the production people, I'm going to have a release date, but it's going to be going to be in August this summer. Oh, so awesome! Uh, anything... It's called Tenant. 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 Beautiful. Anything you want to tell us about the song we listened to, River River? I know this is a sort of vagueish question, but yeah, well, it's an old um, Peggy Lee song. Actually, it's um, an old jazz standard, and she does it much slower. Um, and I remember listening to it and just being completely captivated by the song and thinking, I was listening to a lot of Jeff Buckley at the same time, and I was thinking, hmm, what, you know, if he was still around, what would he do with this? Um, and so that I just kind of playing the chords on the guitar and thinking it through, and I, I came up with a six eight feel. And um, I think what really makes that recording now is the string parts that... Um, my drummer and producer, um, Matt Vitti, wrote um, the amazing string playing. 
It's um, really great. Those arrangements are like outstanding. Yeah, yeah, he's he's incredible. He's a he's another um, classical musician turned uh, rock and roller. Um, he has a studio up in Bridgeport, Connecticut, um, and I was living in Fairfield at the time. Um, and he was one town over, and we met and recorded an, uh, an album for my ex um, at his place. And then I was, you know, we were talking it over, and I was like, I, I really want to do this album. Let's, let's make it happen. And um started out as an acoustic project, and um, I got my friend uh, Pete Griffin from L.A. to play drum, uh, to play bass on it, and... Um, and Matt played drums, and then it just kind of started getting bigger and bigger. Um, and I needed some string players from my days at the conservatory, and I called them up, and um, Matt had this gorgeous church space. Oh, nice. So we um, we set up in a church on a random um, Tuesday evening and, um, and recorded it there. It sounds, sounds great, the recorded quality and the string players. It's just... Um, beautiful yeah it's really nice so did you record it all in one night the string parts yeah oh okay the string parts and the uh, and the piano no the uh, the album itself took two years <laughs> <laughs> in between um me moving to new york and um trying to get back up to connecticut to finish recording and it took a long time um my goal with albums now is to uh have them take as, as short a time as possible with the recording. Yeah. Yeah. Two years is a long time. But I mean, you had like shit to get done <laughs> in between, right? <laughs> I had poems to write. Yeah, of course. I was very busy with poems. Yeah. Uh, I was listening to uh, River River and Milk Moon, which we'll be listening to later in the show this morning. And I noticed like there's a distinctly different quality in the way that you sing those two songs. Like, I mean, it's clearly still your voice, but I, it made me wonder, is there, was that something you did intentionally or did it just sort of like come out of the spirit of what, what the songs were? Or do you even know? Yeah. I, I, yeah, I hadn't thought of that. Um, I think, yeah, I think it probably came from, um, trying to match the, the intention of what each, each song was trying to do. Milk Moon is really dreamy. Uh, and so I kind of matched my voice to, to, to meet that and river River is I mean, they're both kind of, they both kind of have a jazz root to them. Um, the river river, I intentionally wanted to make into a rock song. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, that's, that's the kind of vocal quality I was going for with that. Yeah. It sounds great. Thank you. Yeah. Milkman is much dreamier. Yeah. Yeah, dreamy. I like having like a mellow ending to the podcast. So, but we have to wait for that because I have more questions. Um, dates. You've got things, like a couple of things coming up. I just had your website pulled up. Uh, you just played at Rockwood. Ooh, oh, how was Rockwood PS, the show that I didn't go to? Um, it was incredible. It was, it was maybe one of my favorite shows that I've ever done. Um, had a lot of people there and, um, but half the room, I, I didn't know at all. Oh, um, wow. I stayed over from the previous shows and, 
they stayed for the whole set, and I had an incredible backing band. Matt was playing drums. Um, Brian Holtz, who played with us at Secret City, was playing bass, and um, Aaron Kotler, the pianist on, um, who played he played piano for all of the tracks on the album, mm-hmm. um, was on keys, and then I had the accordion player um, who plays on Milkman uh, stop by. And he played a couple tunes with us, and we closed with a, a Paul Simon cover from uh, from his Graceland album. Oh, so um, cool! And it, it, it was a great night. Amazing! So, so it's an amazing space. It's a yeah. great place to be able to play. That's cool. That's cool to have people stay over that you don't know and have them stay. I mean, that's kind of a big yeah. deal, right? Right, right. Yeah, you say, "Well, there's all these people in here, and they've been hanging out listening to somebody else. I got to get on stage and make them stay." Yeah. Nice challenge. And you did it. And I did it. Yeah. So you've got July 7th in Los Angeles at the Parlor Salon? Yeah? Yeah. I've been doing these uh, house concerts here in L.A. Um, and we invite a bunch of uh, musicians, artists, uh, really any kind of creative type who wants to share their work. And uh, we have a big old party and projector and amps and mics and um it's great you know it's like kind of old-timey celebration of uh of people's work yeah you know like i had a conversation whoops i just hit my mic sorry listeners um about about touring and how indie people such as ourselves do that and house concerts seem to be like the way to go this may be something everyone's already known but i learned it yesterday and i'm like whoa whoa yeah it seems really like an amazing way for like a independent artist to play yeah you can can bypass you can sorry you can can bypass the um the rigmarole of, of getting a gig and and publicizing it and getting everyone to turn out um Instead, you invite them to an environment that feels a lot more comfortable, and and people are also a lot more attentive. I think. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you miss you miss that um, aspect of, of people that had no idea that you were playing that ended up being in the club anyways and hanging out and listening to your music. But you trade it for a, a much more um, attentive and concentrated environment. Yeah, and then I guess you like the people that regular whichever house house concert that is or the parlor salon get to hear you too you know like it's I, i'm sure yeah it seems i'm so like oh my god that's my thing i'm doing that asap yeah yeah i think it's i think it's a great way to go um and i know a lot of indie musicians that are doing that now um so it's 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 a fun uh, platform to get to to work with and it's great you know you, you get to meet a lot of new people I've met a lot of great people through the house concerts and, and just heard and, and seen a lot of great art that I, I wouldn't have otherwise. Yeah. Awesome. That's so cool. So then uh, Woodstock, Secret City. I, I was going to try to describe what the Secret City is, but it's too hard. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have like a, a, like a nutshell elevator pitch about what Secret City yeah, is? Yeah, let me try. Let me, let me try it. It is difficult. Um, to people that have never heard of it or been before, I describe it as a cabaret-style performance structured in the mock format of a church service. Okay. Um, so anything that you can picture from church, and, you know, I try and stay away from this description a lot because 
um, people have, <laughs> people tend to have certain connotations uh, about church. Yep. Um, for some reason or other. Um, but uh, you know, it, it follows that format and it tries to use that format to um, cultivate community and um, kind of spiritual attention to art. Um, so there's, you know, as you know, there's a band. Yeah. And um, I lead the band through a set of preludes. So instead of coming into a church and hearing organ music, you hear Talking Heads or Al um, Green or um, some hilarious one-hit wonder. <laughs> um, and everything is, is curated around a central theme. So, and it could be anything from um, family to money, the body, adventure, um, water and light, and you know any any kind of um, organizing theme, and and those keep changing uh, constantly. Chris Wells, um, man, with the plan who runs the show, um, is is always trying to change up the theme to. Um, invigorate the services and bring in new material. So, so there's the prelude and then we have a fantastic choir, both in LA and in New York who sing with the band. Um, and then it's, it's a series of, um, there's a cultural calendar. There's, um, a visual art that's curated in the space. Um, a musical guest. Usually there's some sort of dance. Um, there's games, there's a food offering, there's a moth-like um, performative story that Chris tells every mm-hmm. service. Um, so it's it it, and it turns into uh, it, it really turns into a real you know event performance piece, um, but it's done without pretense and also with the aim of incorporating or involving the audience in the creation of that. Yeah, you, uh, you described it better than me. My description of it, it's always like, it's this thing, it's like a church thing, but it's not church, and there's artists, and they have food and art on the wall, and yeah, but you're, you right, know, when, you got, when, go ahead. Well, when they gave Chris, Chris Wells won an Obie um, for creating and and um, managing the Secret City, and um, even when they gave him that award, they said, it's a church, but it's not a church. It's a salon, but it's also a performance. Yeah. That's what's they, amazing. They had, they had a whole bunch of different ones. It's, it's, it's not this, and it's not this, but it's... <laughs> but it is those things, right? Like, yeah. It is. I mean, it's, it's everything that we say it's not, and uh, everything that we can't describe about it as well. Yeah. I should bring Chris on the podcast. Let him describe it. <laughs> yeah, I think he'd be... Um, yeah, much better than, than I would. Yeah, but it's good. But it's good. Like every time someone goes that I've like invited, I do my explanation. It's actually my explanation is better than what I just demonstrated a minute ago. But still, it's sure. difficult to explain. And then they'll they almost always say, "Oh, this was this wasn't what I expected. This is what isn't what you said it was." And I was like, "Well, how would you describe it?" And they're like, "Oh." I don't know. <laughs> so like, but I think that's the beauty of it. Like it's, it's something that doesn't really exist exactly in that way. It's an interesting combination of things that already existed to make something really yeah. awesome. I, it's honestly, I say this all the time and it sounds like I'm exaggerating, 
one of, if not my favorite thing in New York. It's really cool. I love it. Yeah. I have spoken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so we should wrap this thing up. Um, all right. Uh, we can find information about you at jeremybassmusic.com. All of these links to That's Secret right. City and Jeremy Bass Music and the various uh, different things you're doing, I'll put links on mikeypod.com. Um, and yeah, that's it. Thanks so much for taking your time to uh, talk to me. And uh, we're going to listen to Milk Moon. Great. Thanks for having me. Reflection will stay 